0: Jay, welcome to the Unusually Useful Podcast. How are you?
1: I'm doing well, man. Thanks for
0: having me. <laughs> Dude, I'm doing well as well. Um, as you know, and can probably <laughs> definitely <laughs> tell, <laughs> I I just woke up before this podcast started. That <laughs> was a uh, I was there was some bad uh, bad decision moves on my podcast hosting abilities. Um, you didn't
1: get any coffee.
0: No, I didn't. I'm just right now. I'm chilling with the bubble water,
1: uh, <laughs> the Lacroix. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I've been really adamant about like my coffee lately, and like French press and coffee ratios, and like, like really nitpicky. Yeah. and so like yesterday Deanna wanted to make me coffee and I was like make sure you have this amount of milliliters and this amount of grams and so this morning I'm like making it for myself and she had some leftover coffee from yesterday yeah and so I was um I was like measuring everything out and I was like oh this is perfect it's 450 milliliters like perfect and she's like who in the heck measures in milliliters and I was like the whole rest of the world.
0: I'm trying to be European. Get off
1: my back for a I'm moment. I'm like, the whole rest of the world measures <laughs> yeah. I'm like we need to get on that. And that's Dude. my politics for the day. <laughs> okay. That's fine. <laughs> that's a that's a
0: good that's a good hot take to have in here. <laughs> Why should we yeah. stop using pounds and ounces and start using milliliters? Because and the grams. rest of the world does.
1: Yeah. And it makes more sense.
0: Yeah. That was always something really confusing in like elementary school. Yeah. When someone was like, well, like, why don't we just change then so we can all, like, operate on the same? And then someone's like, it would be too expensive. Like, but then no one ever really explains that, like, yeah. how it would be expensive or, like, why it would be or, like, where that money would... Like, how... What would that switch look like? Yeah. But I don't know.
1: Yeah. It makes sense. The whole thing makes sense. Except for us using pounds and feet.
0: Yeah. I kind of like it, though. It's kind of like a... It's like kind of like a big America. I'm different yeah. than everybody and I'm gonna make sure that little things yeah. show that as well.
1: Yeah. We do what we want. Mm-hmm. Even if it doesn't make sense, we're independent. We don't care. Yeah. We're like the we're like the teenagers of the world, really. <laughs> I would say, we're like I would young, say that, that's pretty accurate. Young and rebellious. We wanna go big. Yeah, it makes sense.
0: Yeah, man, I I totally get that. Um
1: so no coffee s- today. Dude, no coffee. <laughs> no
0: coffee. I'm still reflecting on the dreams that I had. Um which <clears throat> for those of you who don't know, I's like my so I don't have dreams often. But man, when I do, they're like intense, like very vivid. Um, like some inception I, type Oh things. yeah, like I remember a bunch of stuff from him. um and like this last night was like I was with this like group of teenagers, and like I was a teenager, so it was like me when I was eighteen, and like I was on a cruise ship, and I just and, and and like we were like defeating monsters, and like, like <laughs> it was like it was like a whole three hundred page book, and like you know an eight hour period in my head, and um, you know we beaten the main bad guy with like the power of friendship and never quitting. <laughs> <coughs> Even though that he's, like, on paper, like, objectively more, st- like, stronger than all of us. <laughs> he's maxed out Oh, stats. yeah, 100%. And um, the crazy thing about it was, uh, well, I guess it wasn't really crazy, but I'm pretty sure it's because I was just watching this anime for the past couple of days in my free time. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's probably why. But yeah, that was it. Was a beautiful moment to wake up and and realize that I was just in bed and not some monster hunter.
1: I have very vivid dreams like that as well.
0: Do you remember anything specifically from the last you know year or so?
1: Um. No, not really. They happen like so often. I feel like at least twice a week. Like last night was one of those, but. I kind of woke up and did my thing, and it wasn't it wasn't super memorable. But it was one of those inceptions, like it was like a dream within a dream within a dream. Like I felt like I was gone for like six years. You know what I mean? Whoa! That's I, crazy, I have man. dreams like that. I have dreams that feel like I've been gone for like ten years, and then I wake up and I feel like I have the wisdom of like twenty sages or something.
0: Dude, that's pretty epic. Yeah. I like how, I like how you're like growing inside. I wish you could do stuff like that. Like you could intentionally be like, I'm going to work out when I'm sleeping. That way I don't have to do it when I'm awake. Yeah. (laughs) Or like, I'm going to read like this entire, like I'm going to read this entire book and memorize it when I'm asleep. And then it's like, I never have to do it. That'd be, that'd be very.
1: I've um, had music like that
0: way. Really? I've
1: had music happen like that. Yeah. Probably. Six or seven times I've had like epic epic music stuff I could never write like in real life that just sounds so like angelic, and mm. then like I wake up in like a panic and I'll just grab my phone and just start voice recording. I've had some pretty cool things like that like yeah, every once in a while, but it's Dude, hard
0: that's so awesome to... man um i that's that that's where I was kind of i wanted to t- I wanted to take the podcast uh, <laughs> it was was have you ever because um, you know how um Like, you're an artist, and and, and I'd like to claim to be one as well. But uh, there's this, like, I don't know if it's, like, a stigma or, like, just a thought that, like, artists just kind of come up naturally with things. Like, you'll just be, like, sitting there and, like, boom, and then you'll have, like, a great idea Mm. versus, like, working on something. Mm. Have you ever had a moment, though, like, um, maybe where you weren't uh, working on it? but like where it kind of came in this like heavenly revelation kind of way.
1: Oh yeah. I've, I've had, I've had a bunch of those experiences, but I tend to find that they only happen when I have been working on stuff. Like it's almost like the dream, like you were talking about, like you've been watching a bunch of anime stuff. So then you had a dream about monster hunters and it's kind of the same way. Like if I've been working on a lot of music or, Like I've been doing that and I might have a dream or I might just be like out and about. And then all of a sudden something will hit me. Like it will be because I've been doing that thing, then kind of my subconscious is coming up with the answers to some other stuff. So it just like, it just happens. But generally like if I'm not working on it, then I don't have those like light bulb moments. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah.
0: Have you ever had to deal with that? Like emotionally over growing as an artist, like, um, that because that for me that was something that i had to wrestle with i was like why why don't i just have good ideas yeah versus like oh i need to sit down and like labor over this
1: yeah i think all the time i i'm reading this great book i'm gonna actually plug it I'm, i'm reading it now i read it i've been reading it every day it's called the talent code and uh friend of mine Lacey Labs gave it to me. And um, it's really, really interesting. The whole concept of the book is talking about like how talent isn't real and how it's all just skill set. It comes from the perspective of a, of a guy who's literally a psychologist. They study the brain like a scientist. and there's this um, there's this thing called myelin in your brain and it's basically like the insulation that wraps like nerve endings and a whole bunch of stuff. But what happens is, like, muscle memory is made up of this. And, like, so they go and talk to, like, musicians and sports, um, like, people who are really, really high in sports and chess players and, like, the people who are, like, maxed out in stats and whatever they're doing. And, like, the idea behind the entire book is just, like, you can you work on those skill sets. And then they, like, they come out, you know. Or um, I was talking to my, my buddy Neil about this the other day, but uh there's i don't even know where i read this but like stephen king you think of stephen king and like he writes all this crazy stuff and he said that he only keeps like 10% of what he writes but he writes like 6 to 7 hours a day like constantly writing and until like i don't i think until recently i just took for granted that like people work at that thing they don't just naturally pick it up or like like, singers, they just, oh my gosh, they're such a great singer, whatever, and they just naturally can do it, but that's, like, that's such a lie that we have in, like, especially in our culture, like, our microwave-type culture is that, like, you're not working, like, you don't have to work at that kind of thing, you Mm. know, so, like, you just naturally just, oh man, you'll just get this epiphany of music or, or whatever, but even when you're little, like, if you're doing it often enough, like, you absorb it, and yeah, it comes out, like, you know, playing guitar, You know, you could rip a solo, but like you've actually done that solo a hundred times, a thousand different times before, you know, so it's not anything new. It's just you've, you've worked on it a ton. Mm. So yeah, I just, I think more recently with, especially with my music and everything that I'm doing now, I'm starting to realize more and more that it's like something I can practice and something that I can get better at and like refine over time, you know? Yeah.
0: Dude, that's really that cool. Sense. Do you have, um, uh, wait, before we move on, something yeah. that I've been trying to get have happen like earlier on in the podcast is the guest introducing themselves. <laughs> Cause like, I know who you are, but like everybody else doesn't, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or maybe doesn't. But, yeah. um, Jay, if you had to, you know, give me an elevator pitch for yourself or, yeah. um, you know, who are you? What do you do? Like that kind of thing. Hit me.
1: That's a profound question. Mm. (laughs) Who am I? Um, I am Jay Figueroa. I've been doing music for probably since I was like eight or nine years old. And I've done production and DJing and playing all types of instruments and singing since I was young. And yeah, I am an entrepreneur. But, I don't know, I kind of identify more as a musician than an entrepreneur most days. So, that's kind of, yeah, leadership, entrepreneur, uh, business owner, that kind of thing. But, uh, really, more music than anything. It's been the prime directive of my life.
0: Dude, that's really cool, man. Um, how, did, uh, how did you get into music? How did that end up happening? You said you started um, when you were like eight or nine.
1: Yeah, so... Uh, I got I had one of those little Casio keyboards like when I was a kid and one of the first things I remember like I can actually draw back to is trying to play like Beethoven and like figuring it out on keys like note by note like no chords just the melody and I remember like people being super impressed that I could play it like and I just learned by ear really early on and then I really liked production and DJing and so like in the sixth grade um I was DJing these dances our middle school dances which was like crazy because they usually had adults do it and I'd come in and we liked all this like hip-hop and rap but like nothing was clean back then so I had to like cut out the like the words and like reverse them or like put sound effects in and like I was in sixth grade and so I was like doing production stuff and making beats like way back then and um And then when I was 12 years old, I got a guitar and it was like kind of game over from there. Like my schooling went downhill pretty quick. (laughs) Like I wasn't, like I didn't care about school and stuff anymore as much. And uh, that was like the eighth grade. And by the end of my senior year, I'd taken like every music class we could at the school and like helped my teacher like make a new music class for guitarists and stuff. And um, went to school for music in, um, in Long Island, New York, went to school for classical and jazz and, uh, came back closer to home at Lebanon Valley and did music theory, uh, music business, everything that had music in the name. I did all of it. Um, just cause I love every aspect of it and production and all of that. And, um, yeah, I've just, that's been my whole life. Just doing music stuff, and uh, I did an album really early, like 2008, 2009, um, that no one will be able to find, which (laughs) is great, uh, because I don't want people to find it. Um, But it's been probably, like, I guess it's been 11 years now since I've, like, put out any music to the world, but again, going back to the whole, like, Stephen King thing, I have been producing and writing for years. It hasn't stopped. It's just it's all on hard drives on the computer, like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of like sketches of songs. And they might be 15 second snippets, but like, you know, always working on it, melodies and playing and all that stuff. So, yeah. Dude, that's cool. I love
0: like that stack of like old drawings that I have that no one will ever find unless they break into my house. And yeah. Um, like this uh, unseen art is really, really cool. Yeah. Um, I would love to do some sort of, like, collection, like, or, like, film documentary on that of, like, of um, all the, like, say, so, like, take a bunch of artists uh, in whatever capacity they are, of uh, whether that's musicians or, you know, painters or whatever, and, like, make them, like, show and talk about <laughs> their art that they never released officially to the world. Kind of like okay. a sketchbook walkthrough, but then like I guess really not famous people, but like more well known or more uh like practicing, like living artists. Yeah. To do that kind of thing. Be like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make this a public thing right now. And we're gonna That's, film it. That'd
1: be cool. You should see if you ever have time, check out uh like Doctor Seuss and mm-hmm. like all his old stuff and, like, before, oh, it's crazy, and it's weird, and it's dark, and it's, <laughs> but it's, like, it's, like, really cool to see, like, he did all these, like, commercial ads, and, like, it looks like Dr. Seuss drawing for, like, a vitamin company, yeah. and it's, like, it's, like, you could tell there's this seussian to it, and he's got some other, like, crazy stuff that's, like, way out there, but it's cool to see like everyone knows him as Dr. Seuss and it's like kids, like kids book stuff. And then he's got all this other stuff that like all these sketches that have recently come out and it's just cool to see like artists in different time periods and stuff. And,
0: yeah. Oh my gosh, man. I love that. Um, <laughs> uh, dude. So do you think that, uh, your years of years and years of sketches have kind of like career developed you, to the point of who you are right now in terms of like why are you working on this album thing and um, yeah and like how are you moving forward with that maybe in practice
1: yeah I think a lot of honestly the motivation kind of the igniter for the whole thing has been more of the people around me who have seen me kind of like hide out and just do this not even as a hobby but like I don't know this is, this is like music is what I retreat to, to recharge my batteries. And so it's not, I wouldn't even call it a hobby because I do it all the time, but the sketches have kind of led to where I am now and just constantly trying to grow and get better. And you hear different artists and you see different people doing what you admire and you assimilate like little pieces of that thing and that thing and oh I like the way they play this and oh I like the way that beat sounds and you know again I think going back to your question about like oh it's just natural it's like it's not like you're listening to a whole bunch of stuff and you just assimilate like a guitar riff here and there or a drum pattern here and there and they all become part of oh you know that sounds like jay but it's actually hundreds of parts of lots of other things that like you really love and care about and enjoy and so I think all those sketches are part of it. And I'm, you know, the first side of this, like, album that I'm doing is is definitely, like, I think I think side A and side B are going to be very different in, in, like, a weird... Like, I, I, I don't even know how I'm going to reconcile the two sides yet of, of this album. But I think, like, side A is so, like, early on. Like, it's been the last two, three years worth of work. So it's, like, me being represented three years ago and now side b is like very current and up to date and so like even the production techniques and like the way i'm playing stuff is going to be different so we're always like constantly growing and those sketches kind of they grow with us you know and our music changes or our art changes and
0: yeah so when you were um <clears throat> when you were making deciding to make this album and you came to the conclusion that you wanted to do Different sides and like uh, release songs at a specific time. What well, mm-hmm. what was the what was the motivation behind that? Um, like obviously, you just gave a little clue to it in terms of um, like side A and side B being a little different. Um, but you know, like, what's your plan? Like, how many songs do you want to put out? Um, yeah. And then, like, walk me through a little bit about the the why of of dropping them out like uh, little TV show episodes rather than like a, a whole album.
1: Yeah. Um, so I'm doing like 13, 14 songs. I'm not sure yet, but it's, it's kind of crazy cause I'm in the middle of writing a bunch of stuff. So I don't even know what's going to appear on the album. I just know I have a crap ton of songs and I'll, some of them have potential. Some of them are getting thrown out and maybe I'll recycle later on. Um, But, yeah, that kind of motivation of just, like, my friends and family and people being close to me just saying, like, you need to release this. It's kind of, it's just encouraging that, like, other people are speaking for me where I would normally maybe not. Because I think secretly all of us artists think that we're not good enough. And so we just don't release anything. And I've been doing music for myself for a long time. And it's really cool to see people around me saying like no we want to hear stuff and I think we I think other people would want to hear it too and so that's been like the motivating factor of it um but doing the tv show episode thing is that's exactly the game plan I think that we live in a different world than we did even 10 years ago or 15 years ago I think the days of collective albums are dead I think that people want to see um like, a TV show series, but they binge watch it, you know, really quick. And they want to make sure that all of those things interconnect, but they like them short and sweet and to the point. And, like, they like to follow the progress of something um, versus just getting it dropped. And with streaming services now and Spotify and Pandora and all of that, um, I think it's... There is saturation of media that you need to be able to keep content in front of people all the time and so by releasing content slowly and just dripping it out versus like here's an entire album i think that it just continues to hold people's attention um yeah same thing with like instagram and all of that it's just a matter of like slowly dripping things out so people can follow the progress you think of the kardashians they like They don't do anything worthwhile in life, but like they literally have like millions of people following them. Like they're famous for being famous, like that makes no sense, but they've released content forever. And so people follow them and now it's just like, yeah, (laughs) they just have tons of content out.
0: Yeah. They definitely do give people a reason to keep like pursuing what they're doing just by the fact that they're always making something, which is really cool. Yeah. I think that's really funny, it, like, in terms of podcasting, like, one thing that I've noticed that podcasting has always been, like, uh, kind of follow, like, the TV show, like, the traditional, like, TV show um, mm-hmm. release schedule, where it's, like, once a week or whatever. Yeah. And then having seasons. And then, um, you know, I I heard um I think it was John Mayer was kind of like talking about the same idea that you are with their music so rather than just dumping out a whole album like um how can you do like the opposite of what your industry is doing so Mm -hmm. where you like put out like a finished song every once in a while right and keep people like always like ooh, what's coming next Mm -hmm. um doing that but then doing like what podcasting has been but flipping it around because i feel like most people do like a weekly or like bi-weekly schedule with podcasts but it'd be really cool to see what happens if you film or like recorded a whole season of podcasts and then just dumped it all like like does that make sense so you like oh yeah you worked like two months and rather than actually releasing it like every week those two months Mm -hmm. you like uh gathered the right amount of guests, you know, and you may you say you just made it a season and then you just threw all of them out there at one time. Yeah. That be I think that'd be crazy. That I be, it'd that'd be fun. I know one podcast that does it and I'm sure other people do. I I don't think this is like a like stunning original idea. Um the you know, brand the brand Yeti. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so they have a podcast um with this like uh this uh fisherman. Um <laughs> i think he lives down in texas or something and he he does the same thing where he interviews like a bunch of outdoor people and and stuff like that which is really cool but they that's how they do it is they'll they'll like record you know like five to 15 and then all of a sudden i'll be like checking it out and like a couple months will go by and then like boom like Tony will be there
1: (laughs) but that's really cool though because you binge you end up binging them and you're like oh this one was really interesting and I don't know I think it it can I think by slow dripping music and maybe like dumping big podcasts and stuff like that you can control the quality of like the story a little bit better yeah you know in a different way whereas like albums were driven by release dates so it's like you need to have this done by this date and so like you might not get the, the same quality of songs you'll get a lot of filler songs and stuff like that and everybody admits like yeah, that one's more filler than anything.
0: Yeah. But
1: like when you're doing singles, like the quality of every single can be really high because you're choosing to to put it out like that versus like podcasts. Then like if you're on a due date every week, then you might not like have, yeah, you might, you might just be like, oh, I'll, I'll skate by on this one or whatever. But like yeah. if you release a whole season, then it's like you can make sure that like, all right, like, you know, we have 20, but they're all great, you know? I think it's a, it's a quality thing, even over the quantity, but then you yeah. get a little bit of both.
0: Dude, I totally get that, man. It's just fun things to think about. Like, what if people changed it? What if culture was different and, you know, cause people were freaking out a while back about how, you know, Netflix only releases like binge content mm-hmm. and now they're starting to add a couple of shows that have like weekly releases and I'm like. This is strange. I'm like, a couple of years ago, people were freaking out about the fact that you would, you know, dump a whole, you know, uh, season out, and then you'd have to wait, like, two years. And oh, now yeah. there's And now there's shows on Netflix that are, like, Netflix originals that get, like, a weekly release. And I'm like, yeah. this is the strangest thing ever, just watching this happen and, yeah. like, realizing that it is happening.
1: yeah. It's like, yeah, it goes back and forth. I think people are going to keep going back and forth forever. They'll, yeah. they'll do an album one time, and then they'll just release singles for like two years, and then they'll just dump an album for no reason, and like, it just keeps people interested, you know?
0: Dude, totally. Um, do you think uh, Do you, think you have a favorite uh, song right now that's living on Spotify? <sighs> like one that maybe makes your heart skip a little bit more than the others?
1: oh man i don't know because i
0: because right now i know there's what there's drift there's growing pains yeah and there's i I think i just saw one other one yesterday but i i I haven't given a chance to listen to it yet
1: yeah i just released it i think monday or tuesday it came out um yeah you are you saying one of my own songs yeah yeah oh okay i thought you meant like in general no 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 sorry like something i've been listening to a lot Oh no, that, um, that would be
0: that would be cool to talk about eventually. But no, specifically with this, like, what do you want? Drift or Growing Pains? Do you have like a specific one that's oh, maybe man. a little bit more special?
1: So, so if I'm just gonna be honest, going back to the whole filler thing, I feel like What Do You Want" is my filler track. <laughs> not for like, not for nothing, but like, I that was one of the first ones I finished a long time ago, like a year and a half ago, and I just let it sit, and so I haven't listened to it a long time. Production has changed, you know, lyric writing, everything has changed. You know, I'm doing it more now, so I hope that it's better. But, like, Drift was one that was a little bit older that developed over time. Growing Pains, like, developed overnight. And Mm -hmm. it was just, like, it was the result of working on things so much that I could just literally, like, put it down and it was really, really fast. Yeah, put out, like, 90% of a song in a day. Yeah, (sighs) Yeah, Drift, I don't know. It's a toss-up. I have, like... I get all these numbers from like Spotify streams, and like Drift is doing amazing, and I wish Growing Pains was like right there with it. Yeah. But, like, and everyone's like Drift is amazing, and I'm like Growing Pains. The production on it is so like awesome. Dude, so, Drift
0: is so amazing. I love Drift. Thanks, and, man. But Growing Pains is really really cool because of uh of the film that we made together yeah so it's just like i have a different i think i have a different perspective of it than i'm i'm biased
1: yeah i think drift is a great song and i think growing pains is amazing because of all the work and everything and the production and how fast it came together and it's like i have a different kind of affection for it so if i had to listen to them I, i don't know if i could definitely choose between the two but i have another song that's coming out that is 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 called stay with me yeah and it is one of my favorite and it is the hardest on the album like technically hard like the mm. production on it is super simple but like vocally it challenged me there's a guitar solo in it that's just stupid Dude. and it challenged me and it's like so each one of the songs is like my a child like i can't say that i love it more than the other but like you know what do you want from me is maybe a redheaded stepchild in the whole thing so <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's so depressing yeah. um dude i love I love the fact that um or well, for those of you who don't know, jay and I um recorded a uh like making of behind the scenes video of like the night after he he had the revelation of growing pains, which was really cool um and so we walked through filming him from like creating the melody and refining it and then like um really developing like all the instruments and stuff in the chorus which is really cool. Um and there's a film on that uh on both of our <laughs> uh, our websites or whatever or <laughs> links. Um but dude, that's that's that was that was going to be like the next topic which would be um how what was it like to be like a a documentary subject?
1: I like it. I I don't know. I I yep. like to think sometimes that I don't, I don't know, like <laughs> like like I'd like to think sometimes I don't, like, like attention and stuff, I kind of just like run away from it. Sometimes I do, but like I like the interviews and the documentaries and the stuff like that. Like it doesn't, it kind of feels like it's supposed to go hand in hand with what I'm doing anyway. So I don't know. I thought it was cool. I like seeing the process and watching the the making of video back is like really, really cool to be like, oh, there was that aha moment. Cause we were doing stuff in real time. Yeah. So it wasn't like scripted. It wasn't fake. It wasn't like I was just playing what I had already written. All of the stuff that was there is in the song. Yeah. And it happened in real time. Yeah, you had some which like, is,
0: you had like a couple of voice memos. That was
1: pretty much it. But like, yeah, so when I like when I see that back, it's like I don't know. I think the doc, I want to do more of the documentary stuff. Yeah. But you know, when I have more content and more interesting things to document.
0: <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Um, Oh my gosh, man. Um, so what, what did you say your newest song coming out was called? Stay with us.
1: Uh, yeah. Stay with me.
0: Oh my gosh, dude. So do you have, um, do you have an inner sad boy that you need to talk about? Because I feel, I I feel like, that 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 song title and um drift have this like just beautiful sense of like i can be a little sad right now and i'm gonna enjoy this song
1: yeah yeah there's stay with me definitely has that vibe the vibe of it is like marimbas and super like upbeat and it feels like happy but it's definitely like more sad Mm -hmm. and like i think that there's this cool like growing pains has this feel like it's this like beat like you like bounce to but there's like it's kind of sad and drift is kind of sad and what do you want from me is definitely sad (laughs) it's like like it's like how is there this like kind of sad melancholiness happening behind like this hype beat i i don't i don't i don't know i think i write better i've always been like more of an emotional writer so to like write something that's like just straight happy and upbeat is probably more challenging for me like
0: Well, what would you say the reason is like, because like when I, when I think about music in general, I, I would, I feel like I could have some credit by making the claim of there is more sad music than there is happier music, like than there is music that is more of like a celebration rather than like, I need to sit in my emotions for a second or complain or however you want to like uh, show perspective on, on that, uh, on that uh, genre of emotion, you know? So Um,
1: yeah, like, like psychologically, I remember reading this book is by Gallup strength finder and it's talking about how to like be a bucket filler, like how to fill other people's buckets and, and stuff like that. So just like in general happiness and, one of the things they were talking about was how in life, they did this with kids, this study, where um, by the time they're like five or six years old, they hear five times as many no's as yeses, And you think about like driving your car on the road and like thousands of cars drive by drive by you every day like perfectly, and one guy cuts you off and it just like pisses you off for the, the entire rest of the day and like your attention gets grabbed to that thing. And I think psychologically and, you know, evolutionarily and all that stuff, like, we're bent to, to, like, pay attention to the negative because we want to avoid pain, you know, versus, like, chasing after pleasure. There's a whole nother book that I've read that has to do with that, but, like... You know, it's not pleasure and pain. It's just, like, pain and the avoidance of pain. It's not like we're chasing after pleasure. It's just the avoidance of it. Mm. And so we're always, like, the things that we highlight are just kind of, like, fragments of pain. And so, like, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think if, if somebody did, like, Vox did an entire, like, statistic of, like, all the music that ever existed, I bet you, like, at least 80% of it is more, like, sad than it is happy.
0: Yeah, because like the amount that I hear like a breakup song or like, um, you know, a song about like not having this one thing or like losing this other, yeah, it feels to happen a little bit more than um, songs that are directly about like, oh, I want to celebrate this this good thing in my life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's definitely something I experienced in um, in film school, which is really funny. So like, all of the all of the films that other students were making were always so sad and, like, apocalyptic. Like, nothing was (laughs) ever... Like, I think maybe in, like, my, you know, four years there, like, the people who were regularly in my classes maybe, like, one year had, like, one comedy, and I'm pretty sure it was because it's from the perspective of, like, as a teacher offering that assignment rather than someone intentionally choosing to make a comedy... Oh, yeah. Because it's like everything else is like, oh, the world's ending. Or look at this depressing moment of this, you know, um, <laughs> this like <laughs> this person who just got broken up with. And then, like, I, when, it's really funny because when I review my own films that have, like, kind of stocked away or, like, written up that are more, like, narrative-based rather than documentary, it's like, oh, my gosh. These are all – like, none of these are fun. <laughs> like, these are all, like <laughs> – I just need to sit in my feelings for a moment. And I think it's so funny how that like people, a lot of people just want that people, you know, want to be able to talk about it and, or maybe want someone to listen to their pain or whatever.
1: Yeah. And I think it just, again, it goes back to like, I don't know. We don't recognize the positive stuff as much. I think it's just, we take for granted the positive stuff. So we don't like, Sit and meditate on it as often as we should, and so like the easiest thing that comes out is just like what sucks and what's painful versus Dude, totally like, yeah.
0: One thing that I've kind of like because um, I'm I'm I try to be aware of that concept in general because like as much as I want people to be able to like be vulnerable and and talk about their pain and sadness, I also at least in the background of my head have this desire for people to like also intentionally celebrate Mm -hmm. um in one moment where like i kind of like (laughs) have come to a standstill with that is like i've never been really into birthdays or like birthday Mm. parties yeah but um but katie but katie my my girlfriend is really really into celebrating people's birthday parties so is my wife like yeah and so it's so funny because like I'll have my own birthday and I'll just like, I just want to eat like chicken wings and go to bed. Like I'm just yeah, right? year older, you know? And then she comes in and like, you know, gets people to like write me a bunch of stuff or like say some intentional stuff. And it's, it's definitely a perspective change. I'm like, when I think about the amount of sadness, or at least reflection of sadness that I have, and then mm-hmm. jumping to other people who are maybe really good at, being like hey this is a win and we need to make sure we say like cheer for it or whatever makes me really pumped (laughs) like one thing so (laughs) a little diversion but I guess continuing on this idea of intentional celebration but so Katie and I just um cranked through all the financial peace nice yeah and um and it like makes me mad because the amount of times that i make fun of dave ramsey and now watching all of that i'm like you son of a gun I'm like, you're, <laughs> you're right you're right you're, you're, you're great you're right um and uh but um i i told her like after watching a bunch of the the episodes or whatever i was like i really want to in the future make sure that when people pay off their student debt from now on that we th- that we throw um like a party for them. So like, yeah. So almost like a graduation of debt party (laughs) rather than like a graduation party.
1: I agree, man. That was the saddest, one of the saddest days when I paid off almost a hundred thousand dollars worth of student loan debt and like nothing happened. There was like no celebration. There was no nothing. And I was like, okay. Well, yeah. It's so, so, yeah. yeah.
0: (laughs) And so like, I want to like, yeah, I'm sorry I haven't figured that party uh, desire out before before you were to pay off all yours. <laughs>
1: it's okay. Um, we can still have a party. Yeah, I but I
0: definitely want to like that, – like, that's something that I would intentionally want to celebrate in the future is like when people, accomplish, when people accomplish something like paying off their debt, which is really cool. Yeah. I have no idea what that will look like or how much money I'll be able to put into them, but I definitely want to make it some reference to being like, hey, you worked really hard for this and like – you're finally free of it.
1: So I had this leader on the same note. I had this leadership organization that I was part of and they used to call them freedom days. Mm-hmm. And literally when they'd pay, like somebody would pay off their debt or they would, you know, whatever. Um, they just, they call them freedom days. And so like people would like rip them out of work for the day and like take them on a bus and like all their friends and family and everything. And they'd just be like barbecue in and like 30, 40 people. And it'd just be like this huge barbecue and like, just like and it doesn't have to be anything crazy just like a big old like party and just like celebrating like you're out of debt and then what it does is like it's kind of like when you put out content or an album or whatever you see your friends doing it it's just like oh man i want to do that too like i want to get out of debt because i want a freedom day yeah but i never got mine (laughs) Yeah, i'm so sorry
0: (laughs) we'll make sure we'll make sure it happens definitely uh when uh when when quarantine uh opens back up well there you go we'll 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 make sure to do a barbecue at your at your place that'd
1: be fun i'd appreciate it
0: dude i i i definitely appreciate it i appreciate it for you and i appreciate (laughs) it
1: oh man i need affirmation that's what i'm learning through this podcast and through the the music i just i need affirmation that i didn't think i need but i actually need it
0: Really? Can you walk, walk can you walk me through that emotional journey?
1: Oh, man. So I think for years I've been batting down like part of what I've done like personally is like I've done a lot of worship leading and like I'm a Christian worship leading. And so there's this like you beat down this like affirmation because you don't want you want to be transparent. And like especially if you're a worship leader at a church like you know, people can give you high fives i I'm like, man, worship is great and all that stuff, but you really have to like beat it down. Like, it's not about you. And then this music space, is, it is about you. Like, and, and when you go to music school, it is about you. And there is competition and, and um, you're comparing yourself and everything. And so like, it's dangerous now more than ever because I can wake up every day and check my Spotify for artists page and see how many streams I had over the last 24 hours. Or like the last and it's just like you can keep tabs on the likes on Instagram now more than ever and like the hearts and the the, and and you're just looking at numbers and like you're gauging yourself by numbers all the time. And um, I think for me and kind of like even my personal walk is uh, now it's something where it's like I have to keep working at like not seeking the affirmation as much and just keep doing what i you know just being true to what like i'm working on and doing and so yeah you know you know people might like drift more than growing pains or whatever it is and it's just like you know keep putting out content that like is stuff that i want to hear and listen to and and just trying to be more true to that than just like seeking after the affirmation of people and it's challenging man it's like it's it's a delicate balance that i thought i had under control and i i'm learning the more that i do this the more i don't <laughs> that i'm just a stupid human <laughs> oh
0: gosh it's so true and so real like the more that i learn about myself and like how great other people actually are the more that i'm like man i'm a i'm a piece of crap <laughs> <laughs> Whether it's like watching other people's faith uh, grow, or like other people's skill and discipline, and like whatever they're trying to do, whether that's like work out or make a movie or make an album, I'm just like, whoa. Yeah. It's just it's just cool. It's cool to to see everybody's passions kind of develop from this role as a filmmaker and in business. And I'm not saying that because I'm like super sad and down. It's just like a really weird. Uh, moment to have when you're like oh my gosh I'm not as good as I actually am yeah um um yeah and it's just uh and then that that just introduces this strange concept of like humility and like what the heck is that like when you are better than other people but yeah you're also aware that you're not as good as other people
1: yeah
0: um how do you feel about that do you think do you, where do you think I guess there is there a success in in having like a a certain amount of humility when it comes to like your artistic creation or or do you think a lot of people fake it or whatever
1: i think because first I think because of the amount of content that's out there and stuff, people are looking for people who are real I think at the very end of the day that's why you see like going back to Like Cardi B and like people like that it's like they're actually really real which is like what makes them attractive like they're they don't have any filter to it and so like having that level of humility not self-deprecating humility but just like knowing yourself is is attractive to people and just like you know not being fake I think people recognize like real recognizes real you know Um, but like in terms of skill set and knowing that you're definitely better than other people, but you're not like as good as other people. I think that's what keeps you growing. And that again, that talent code book that I'm reading is, is the same way is that's the thing that primers you, that ignition and like you see some filmmaker who did something crazy or, you know, uh, one of my favorite artists who's like low key, he's basically a genius. He's the Mozart of our day. And like very few people like really follow him is uh, Jacob Collier and he is literally a musical genius and uh, he puts out stuff like he just dropped a song yesterday and I'm like oh it's so good like I just want to get to that level of like quality and musicianship and still recognize like okay yeah I could be better than 90% of people or whatever but like there's still so much more to like to have and I think that's like a healthy, like a really healthy place to be. Like if you're a martial artist who just like stops learning, like you'll get beat into the ground. But if you're always like, oh yeah, I'm I'm great, but like I can be so much better. I think that's like a healthy place for like everyone to be, regardless of your if you're a creative or not. Just being humble to realize like the more you know, the less you know, and I'm just gonna keep growing, you know.
0: Dude, that's definitely a weird moment when you like come to that realization. I mean, that's something that I've had to struggle through and with, especially in college, like being like, I know I can get better, but I always had this like weird hold to like, oh, I'm better than everybody else here. Mm -hmm. And that definitely like didn't allow for some friendships to grow, which is like a real shame because I like judge so many people based off of their skill rather than like maybe potential to grow or something like that.
1: Mm hmm that i keep i keep referencing that book but the same thing there was they were talking about this little kid and they were like seven years old and this little kid he was just really good at chess and he was just beating on this other seven-year-old like they'd get together all the time and he would just like beat him up in chess and then one day this like this other seven-year-old who was terrible came in and he was just whomping on this other kid and like the other kid never won again and he was like what happened and the kid stopped playing chess the one that thought he was smart and stuff he he just stopped playing chess and the other one got really good and like not world famous but like he was just exceptionally good at chess and um there's something about when you think that you're smarter than other people versus like thinking that you can put in like a certain amount of effort like i think things unlocked for me when my mindset changed from like oh I'm talented or smart because you can get in the habit of people saying like man you you're really smart or man you're really talented or man you can sing and it's when you change it from that to being more of an action in effort that you can grow and that you can change and that 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 is something that's available to you as long as you're willing to put in the time and the energy to do it and that's something lately that I, I've been even changing the way that I'm I approach my music I've never done a lot of practice practice I, I like I'll noodle a lot and um, you know I'll play to some stuff and but I never like sat down even over my entire like music career so far um, I've never like really really tried to intentionally practice like a skill set I was deficient in or whatever and so the last uh, for the last two weeks um, I will wake up, I will get in the Bible, I will read uh, just for like 10-15 minutes, and then I've been doing like an hour or two hours of guitar practice. Very intentional, like stuff I'm deficient in guitar practice every day. And even within the last two weeks, my skill set has probably doubled from the last 15 years of my life. Just in two weeks. And it's like, that's really cool, but it's also like it just it's kind of sad at the same time too it's like man I could have been so much better so much earlier but for some reason I got into this mode of thinking that like I didn't need to practice or um it it will just come naturally when that's that's never the case you know but it is it is optimistic at the same time it's more half glass you know half full than half empty um but yeah I just that's been hitting me over and over and so even with like writing and the album and everything. It's like, I we all want these like one hit wonders or or home runs right off the bat. You know, we want that documentary thing to be like as much effort as you put into it. Like the thing that hits a million views on, on YouTube or whatever it is, like right off the bat. But what I find now, which goes back to the whole like releasing singles and like playing little Instagram shorts and stuff is about like progress every day. Versus like one big thing of progress. Like you don't build a wall in a day. You build it brick by brick. By laying it perfectly every single day. And just approaching everything in my life like that. And music. And growing. um, Spiritually. Emotionally. Whatever it is. And you know. Just being being okay with like. I'm going to put in this much effort every day. Because you know. In a year from now. A wall will be built. It won't be built, to, you know, in just one day. So yeah. um, it's just like a profound thing that I've been translating that to even like practicing more and being more diligent with that. Because if I want to be at this level, you know, then I, I have to put in the work and it's all that work that nobody sees, you know, that you try to emulate other artists and things. And like I say, take those snippets of people and assimilate them, but you know, I think that we don't document as much of the work behind the scenes as we should. But it's kind of that whole iceberg effect. Like we see 90, 90 percent of the iceberg is below the surface and the only the 10 percent that tip is above the surface, you know. Yeah. So we only see that that much of the effort.
0: Yeah. dude, yeah, I get that. I get that, man. And that's that's really encouraging to hear. And I'm sure it's encouraging for other people as well. Um, but uh, I guess as a last question for this podcast, um, yeah. I've told you before. And I guess everybody else knows already at this point, hopefully. But um, what what could be one thing that uh, people can do to increase in knowledge and love or have a bigger brain and a bigger heart? So um, is that a recommendation? Is that, you know, what what stands out to you for that question?
1: So yesterday I, I was listening to a podcast. I like Joe Rogan. I listen to a lot of Joe Rogan stuff. I really like it. Um, just cause he, I feel like he's pretty fair and open and kind of, again, honest and transparent with like how he approaches stuff, even if he doesn't agree, like he has people on both sides come to the show and stuff. So I really appreciate it. But, um, one of the things they were talking about was, um, antidepressants and it's kind of like, a a very taboo topic because people will say like, um, depression is like a chemical imbalance and things. And he was kind of arguing against it, and I'm not going to go either way, but he had an expert on the show. And to, to sum everything up, and this is something that I firmly believe, they did, um, I, I, some university did a study of happiness, and they, they were measuring happiness and could you change happiness for yourself. And all countries but the United States, um, they all believed and when they tried, like when, when they had participants try and change their level of happiness, um, they were able to change it, but they weren't able to change it in the United States. And so they did a kind of a deeper dive of, of what that, that was. And in all the other countries, um, the way that happiness changed was when people started looking outward instead of inward. And when they started doing things for other people and we just, I think, especially in our culture, American culture, we, when we are unhappy, we tend to focus on ourselves, and so we try to change something with us. But in other cultures, even within Christianity, um, you know, when we are unhappy, when we go and serve other people, or we go and focus on other people and do like get outside of ourselves, we become happy. Um, And so I think for me, even as I'm talking, I'm kind of preaching to myself, but with the album and with everything going on, I think the one thing that, you know, with more knowledge and more heart and all of that is just as creatives, getting outside of ourselves a little bit, we can practice and we can do all that stuff and we can think that that stuff might generate happiness or whatever, but you know really focusing on other people and and that's the thing that actually brings us real happiness and joy
0: nice man yeah Yeah. um what do you think one way is uh, to do that practically as like a creative like how can someone practically do uh
1: focus on other people um i think do doing things that are maybe not um in your creative wheelhouse like tangibly like going out to a like food shelter or just like getting outside like creatives can stay inside and be introverted pretty well but like getting outside and doing something for like community outreach or like today's a pretty nice day like going to clean up trash with like a group of people who you know people on a mission together because um, creativity can be so isolating um, and so when you get outside yourself I think just, like, a couple of those things. Um, I did something like that last week and it kind of changed the whole momentum for my week. So, um, yeah. I don't Dude. know. I don't, have, I don't have much to say about it. But.
0: <laughs> no, man, that's fine. Uh, it's, that's totally... That, that works. It's a beautiful answer. I really Thanks. appreciate it. Thanks. Um, well, Jay, thank you for being on the podcast. Yeah. Um, I hope to have you on in the future, maybe when your album is done and we can kind of reflect on that moment and what that's yeah. like to finish yep. that intentionally celebrate it and i'll put some happier songs that. on the
1: album for you too <laughs> no, <okay. laughs> if, if, it, if it needs to be a sad boy album let it be um, i'll throw yeah. a couple good ones on there i think <laughs> i think side b is going to be a lot happier than
0: side yeah. a yeah. that's totally fine man um uh, that works well hey well i'll see you later okay
1: yeah sounds good man okay sweet see you man see ya